Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome on the Culture News. My name is David Cerrero, and I have the pleasure to have today over the phone a very talented pianist coming all the way from Toronto. We say hello to all our friends in this beautiful country of Canada, beautiful city in Toronto. And this lovely pianist, of course, is Renee Boyce. Renee Boyce, let me spell it for you. B-O-Y-C-E. Renee spell R-O-N-E-E-R-O-N-E. What a beautiful name. What a beautiful name. Renee Boyce is an internationally renowned pianist. She has performed already all over the world. She is regarded as being a very inspirational musician, and uh, she received critical acclaim from all over the world. So happy to have her today on the show. We're going to talk today about her career, but also about how this uh, terrible virus has influenced and impacted her life as it has impacted uh, most of us. Ladies and gentlemen, right now over the phone is the very talented Ronnie Boyce. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, thank you for the introduction. I hope you're well, too. It is a pleasure. Thank you so much. So the first question that I'm dying to ask you is, what brought you to piano? Why piano and not violin, by example? Um, well, I guess you can say that it started off as a, as a dream when I was three years old, and that turned into a passion, and with much hard work, sacrifice, and uh, dedication that uh, it became my, my career. Um, my earliest memory uh, was probably age three uh, with my parents. Uh, we were uh, coming out of a mall in December, and we heard music, and we followed uh, the, the sound. We, we saw a large crowd of people, and uh, there was this concert pianist who was, who was performing, and I was just mesmerized by it, and I had my great big aha moment and I said this is what I want to become and uh, my parents you know they first thought that it was more of a, a phase I guess you can say but uh, I was so persistent that uh, my dad eventually bought me this little this little keyboard and um, things just progressed from there they eventually decided to get me lessons and um, you know I, I went to I, I followed through with my my education and um, just with the passing of time, I just became more and more um, immersed in in this this whole artistic uh, world. I, I love I love music. I breathe music, and uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and indeed, what what a wonderful path that you 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 have, and and you perform literally like all over the world, and and also in places like the Caribbean. Uh, it, it must be good, right, when you wake up. And you know you're going to play, and you see the beautiful weather outside. You're like, oh, sure, sure, <laughs> especially uh, especially in the colder months. It's it's always uh, a joy to uh, to bring music uh, to those places. I really enjoy bringing music, especially to uh, to regions which may not have uh, as many um, where people may not have as many opportunities to take in a classical concert. Um, I've done uh, outreach concerts uh, in in some of those regions uh, through the, the uh, I'm an artistic director as well as uh, a classical pianist and through uh, the organization I direct in the Apollon Connection we have uh, raised money to begin programs uh, on, on for education programs for children on certain islands so um, yeah there, there are many 
uh, facets to to music making, and I I love uh, I love making music in the in the Caribbean for for the warmth, but but also um, just bringing music to communities that may not always have yeah. as great access to indeed to music like larger cities. Indeed, tell us about that organization. What is the name of it? So uh, I'm artistic director of the Toronto-based Neapolitan Connection. Uh, we are a classical music concert series that has been now uh, in, in effect for nine years. So nine years of noteworthy performances. We have featured artists, uh, local and international uh, talent on uh, on our stages uh, since uh, 2011, and uh, it has been just a really upbuilding and enriching um, addition to uh, Toronto life uh, and community, and and beyond. As, as I was as I was mentioning, because we bring concerts to um, we have brought music to regions that are beyond Canada. So um, yeah, it's truly been a very fulfilling path, if I may say. So first of all, I want to say that you have a website called Rene.ca, R-O-N-E-E dot C-A. I invite, of course, everyone uh, to uh, look at it. So now the first question I would like to ask you about um, mm-hmm. about this uh, this virus. So how have you been, how, how is your health during this, this period of the virus? Thank you for asking. Uh, fortunately, I'm doing fine, and I'm grateful to say that uh, those that are in my most immediate circle are also all safe and sound. And really, now as we witness everything that is happening all around us, like that's really a tremendous blessing. This uh, this whole pandemic situation over the past uh, few months has really turned life on its head as we know it in a really short space of time. And it has really driven home the fact that health really comes first before anything else, uh, social, academic, financial, economic, like really without our health, we, we have nothing. Indeed, indeed. It, 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 for, first of all, I'm glad that you are that you are affected because I'm telling you, in New York, all the actors, mm-hmm. they all call it, you know, for some reason, because they they were all you know on right near each other they're very close to each other when they yes. play on stage etc so uh yes. a lot of musicians uh, who play in the pit orchestra by example they all call it because this virus you know really goes to such a speed you know it's unbelievable uh so right. the other question i would like to ask you is how this situation has affected you i can say that this situation uh, has really left me with with a mixed bag of of thoughts and and feelings and and emotions, especially now that I have so much time uh, on my hands. Um, on a personal level, you know, our day to day existence has changed so drastically. I, I, it's almost as if you know I don't know when when it actually happened, but little things little things like going to the grocery store with the the lineups and social distancing and masks and physical protection methods, it, it seems like more of a triumphant accomplishment than an ordinary task doing those things. Um, and professionally speaking, uh, as a performing artist, um, I can say that, you know, as you were saying, almost every performing artist now around the globe is, is literally in the same boat. Um, many have had, you know, concerts and tours scheduled now and over the next few months, like, you know, there, we don't really know when the end of this uh, will be in sight. And um, many of my my artist colleagues depend 
almost exclusively on 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 a performance income. So it creates a financially stressful situation, not really knowing where uh, subsequent paychecks will come from. Uh, I personally, this month, was scheduled to be on a mini tour of uh, the eastern coast of the USA. I had some solo concerts happening in that region that ultimately had to be cancelled or uh, postponed, rescheduled until further notice. And uh, in late spring, I, I had some chamber concerts uh, that were scheduled to happen. So, you know, of course, of course, there is the natural disappointment of not being able to present those those programs and to share them with my audiences, which I was really looking forward to do. But when you look at the larger scheme of, of, of events right now, it all seems pretty minor, this, this loss of concerts uh, in comparison with the situation that we are faced with and trying so desperately to, to get under control. Yes, indeed. It, it, you know, of course, we're disappointed when, you know, because we wanted so much to go on stage and we People want to do, you know, audience member also, but it's such also such such a headache because you're like, oh, you wish, you know, all these shows to happen and you work so hard for it and it means you have to do it again when everything will reopen. But, you know, when you look at how people, you know, their lives really change. When you look and at so lives being... I mean, I'm sure that happened to you in the morning when you wake up and you see on Facebook and you see... Uh, friends of friends who share that they lost a family member. Uh, exactly. And you see the photo. That's really exactly. bringing you back to the to the reality. So to the reality um, of the situation. What exactly. What are your as an audience? I'm talking because we know as a as a human we know uh, what as a civilian I like to say as a civilian. But as an artist, what are your your biggest current concerns? I think that the most. Um, major issue at present is just the unknown, just having no real concrete idea of when this it will resolve. Um, as an artist, when it will be safe enough to present concerts in, in, um, in public again. Um, as I mentioned, I, I'm artistic director of the Neapolitan Connection concert series, and uh, a few weeks ago we made the difficult decision to cancel the rest of our concert season, which runs until June. So basically our shows running from March until until June were uh, canceled, and most of those concerts will hopefully be rescheduled uh, for those artists to play at a later date in the best interest of our audience members and performing artists and staff. And, um, you know, I I really feel for, for those artists who have supported our, our series really loyally. Um, who were looking forward to to sharing music, and we were looking forward to presenting them. Um, so that deeply resonates uh, with me. Um, there are, you know, many smaller arts organizations uh, at theaters that have been hit really hard as a result of this unforeseen circumstance, and we can only hope that they'll be able to survive this uh, this whole situation. The the magnitude of it all really hit me when. Uh, I learned that some of the more storied performing arts organizations such as Carnegie Hall and the New York Met had not only closed their doors but appeared to maybe not have the financial wherewithal to survive this, this period without making some, uh, some drastic changes. So that really reinforced, um, you know, the seriousness of, of it all. Um, in, uh, I've been reading, I've been doing some 
some reading, and you know, in Europe, uh, there are certain certain countries that are looking at banning entertainment for uh, about 18 months, and even here in Toronto, there has been recent talk about the possibility of certain Toronto theaters not reopening until 2021. So, uh, it, you know, it would be nice to know conclusively what you know what will happen but of course everything is completely up in the air at present and we're just uh looking at uh lessening the curve and <clears throat> getting past this uh this critical moment indeed but you you, you know something Ronnie. I, I don't think anyone knows you know it's not just uh us i think even the authorities the the scientists you know they have no idea oh, no, nobody nobody knows we nobody have... knows that that's the thing and they you know on tv they said at the beginning by example they said uh, uh oh once you have it you cannot catch it again you know and uh and then after they said no you can catch it a second time and when you catch it a second time it is you have 80 percent chances of mortality you know so it's right. uh, uh, at the beginning they said no no it's just, it's from coughing and shaking hands and after they said no it's also now on the, when you receive a package it stays on the package you know for That's a day right. or on or on clothes on clothing on know, clothing absolutely it, so it's it's terrible been... um, so you know what they they learning every day uh, uh, I think it's um, it's a good thing you know that they took at least the the responsibility of uh, of closing down everything despite the, the huge economic impact. But I, I read yesterday that when there was the big pandemic that was similar in 1917, they yeah. they reopened it. And a week later, two weeks later after reopening, they had more people uh, who caught the virus than before um, they reopened, you know. So in more death, uh, so I think they want to learn from the mistakes. Of course, 1917 and 2020 is not the same, but um, they want to learn the mistakes. But um, yeah, I mean, I, this is why venues they push it so far away because I I think they want to know uh, they they you know there's nothing worse to wait. We play, we don't play, and if we open. Uh, let's say a week before we're supposed to play, how we promote it. Also, you know, there's all these oh, all these matters. But you bring in definitely a lot of a, of a, a very good perspective. So now let's talk about the positive things. Is there any positive takeaways that you got uh, from this situation? Because I cannot imagine, uh, as a pianist, you know, you must have open scores that you never had the time to open. Uh, or, you know, you, you must have worked on, on, on stuff, maybe start to write your own material. I'm, I'm curious to know, what are your possible right. takeaways from this situation? Right. Well, if we're talking about uh, newfound time, um, I would definitely say that uh, this period of, of, of self-isolation, you know, it's good because it gives us a, a chance to pause and to think about uh, the things that are really of deeply um great value and importance uh, in our in our life namely namely our, our health we realize now what we would uh, sacrifice for it and for our loved ones um, one thing that I've I've really appreciated we live in a, a day and an age where everything about our daily interactions has become very instantaneous and largely even meaningless and so 
perhaps more than ever, we, we've been using social media to connect meaningfully and to check in with family and friends that we haven't spoken to in a really long time. Um, I've had calls and messages from colleagues and friends and uh, musicians from across the world, you know, just checking in to say, you know, how are you? How's everything going? What is the situation like in uh, in Toronto where you are? Um, and, uh, you know, even though I, I now seem to have what seems like an endless amount of time to myself, um, I have to say that for the large part, it's, it's been very nice. It's been nice not to be traveling around to just be kind of at home and in one place and to be able to, to practice music, to, to learn a new repertoire that has been kind of on my, you know, on the agenda or on my, my wish list that I haven't gotten to in a long time and uh, practicing just because, uh, just because I, I want to practice, not necessarily because I have a concert or, or a deadline, like it's been really inwardly uh, fulfilling. And uh, I also, I have a number of, of different projects and varied interests that uh, have largely fallen on the back burner due to a lack of uh, a lack of, of time. I, I love writing. Uh, I love um, you know I have composition music composition projects that some of which have been on my agenda since about 2015 that I've made sketches for and never followed through. So having some of this extra time has been really beneficial in the sense that I get to make. Um, more advancement on some of these half-baked projects, and and hopefully I'll get to uh, to complete them. And indeed, we want you to have more and more and more projects. Before we start to say uh, uh, goodbye to each other, I would love you to tell me uh, some benefits of this newfound extra time. And finally, what are your upcoming projects when everything will be back to normal? Mm-hmm. Um. I just wanted to say that, um, you know, even though the situation has clearly been a major roadblock, especially for, for me as an artist and for my artist colleagues, um, many have found really creative ways of surmounting this issue with, uh, with the technological resources that we've had at hand. Um, and I think that we're also kind of experiencing a newborn outpouring of creativity uh, over the past uh, month and a half with artists live streaming concerts and events online. Um, at my organization, Neapolitan Connection, um, most of our staff has been familiarizing themselves with new online methods of, of working and of uh, performing, performance live streaming, um, education, and people have really been doing a great deal of learning and experimentation. So uh, the great thing is that we've had more time to do that. So uh, that has been wonderful. And uh, we've had performing artists, both past and present, from the Neapolitan Connection concert series that have been selflessly offering uh, video performances, uh, things that they've taped from their living room that uh, they've been, that Neapolitan Connection has been posting on its social media, which uh, you can go to our, our, our page, Neapolitan Connection Concert Series on Facebook, and you can see that for free. Um, you know, operas are being live streamed, and I've seen videos of artists on their balconies serenading their, their neighbors and their community. So it's almost been like an unexpected rebirth of the arts in a sense, using uh, less perhaps less traditional methods of transfusing, uh, you know, transfusing music uh, to the public. So that has been wonderful. And um, also when it comes to 
at least in Toronto, there have been a number of cuts to arts funding and um, education and school programs. And, you know, even though life right now, as we know it, has essentially stopped, we're seeing that music remains. And that through all of these different channels and avenues that uh, artists have been exploring now online, uh, people are really beginning to see and understand the importance and the impact of music uh, in our lives. And music, it's, it's kind of more of a need right now compared to just maybe a pastime that the majority of us enjoy. So it plays a, a very comforting and reassuring role for, for people and maybe an escape of sorts for, for people who are currently faced with certain life uh, realities. And music always uh, lifts us up. It provides inward satisfaction and peace. So I, I really hope that in the future there will be more of, of a reassessment of the importance of, of arts in, uh, in the education system because to take it away is, uh, is a, tra a travesty. And yeah. with the rest of my with mm -hmm. the rest of my free time, um, you know, uh, we, you know, I, I have time, more time to plan, um, you know, for the next season of Neapolitan Connection. Uh, the, you know, the, the shows and uh, the the artists and next season is our tenth season, so it's going to be a big year, and we have really a, a lot of great things uh, uh, in store. So uh, we're we're just trudging ahead and and looking uh, you're gonna have forward. an amazing an amazing season and and uh, what you miss during that time would be even bigger because that's what you are you come back always stronger and more successful so thank you so much for for being with us uh today on iHeartRadio. this is the very talented ronnie boys let me spell it for you ronnie spell r-o-n-double-e boys is spelled B as in boy, O-Y-C-E. Right now, you're going to hear our beloved pianist play a beautiful moment from Ondine by Ravel, Maurice Ravel. Beautiful music, beautiful music. Right now on iHeartRadio, more music to follow up on iHeartRadio. Stay tuned. 